This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. On the line, we have Grover Norquest, who advocates, you've heard him, you've read him in the paper. Uh, He is president of Americans for Tax Reform, uh, advocating for lower taxes. Grover, welcome to Cats at Night. Absolutely. Good to be with you. Thank you. So big in the news the past couple of days is President uh, is, you know, we've got a narrow GOP majority uh, eager in Congress to cut the budget. How do they get that done? Well, we have an example 10 years ago when uh, Biden was vice president. He helped negotiate it uh, and Obama was president. What the Republicans said was to Obama, okay. You want $2.4 trillion in higher debt ceiling, $2.4 trillion. It's a lot of money. We'll give that to you, okay? But we need it in the same bill, $2.4 trillion in reduced spending over a 10-year period, down from what you had planned to spend. Uh, and the Democrats said, oh, you should never hold the government hostage uh, with the debt ceiling. Of course, half of the time the debt ceiling is raised, uh, there are things attached to it as a condition of signing it. So it's not rare at all. Uh, Oh, and and, uh, the world will think we're falling apart if we go to the last minute before we do this. Actually, we often go to the last minute. We've gone to the last minute when the Democrats have the House and the Senate and the presidency, and it's still gone to the last minute. And people know that it will get done at the end. Um, uh, So they just, oh, oh, and by the way, we have to raise taxes. Oh, you want to reduce the deficit? No, not the deficit. We want to reduce spending. Reducing spending reduces the deficit. Raising taxes just gives the government more money for them to spend and doesn't, at the end of the day, actually ever reduce the deficit, makes it get bigger because the Democrats go, oh, wow, we can we can spend more because they just gave us more. So the Republicans said no tax increase, period. None, none, none. And almost all the Republicans in the House and Senate then and now have signed the Taxpayer Protection Pledge. And they said never raising taxes, not happening. Mm. So said, Grover, uh, Obama, uh, yeah. Grover uh, Ed Cox, so Biden's yeah, saying hey, he's not going to negotiate, right, at all. Is that the normal? Uh, yes. They said that before. Yep. They said that before. Uh, it's nonsense. And what I think the Republicans ought to do is pass a bill that does exactly that uh, and send it over to the Senate. Uh, we did get from the Democratic Senate under Obama, uh, but a Republican House. We got it. Look, it's not as much as you'd want. One of the uh, conservative Republicans, the Freedom Caucus, said we want four times as much spending cuts as the increase in the debt ceiling. I want it too, but uh, elect the president if you think you can do that. Elect the Senate. But if you forget to elect the president and you forget to elect the Senate, getting one for one was a pretty good deal last time. The Democrats were just a straw. But if we ask for that, it's a little hard for the Democrats to go, this has never been done before. Actually, it was done 10 years ago. This will destroy the country. Actually, it was just fine. Uh, all the things that they claim will happen we know didn't happen. So it's a pretty easy thing to argue for. Uh, And as long as we say to ourselves, this is not our last thing we want. This is not the last budget restraint that we're ever going to see. This is the beginning of a process. But let's not give the money for free without without some restraint in law. Now, you're comparing this to 2011. Is that right? The budget. And we had won 63 seats in 2010 and had a very large majority. Is the fact that the Republicans only have a small majority, does that make a difference in the negotiating process? As long as we can hold 218, it doesn't matter what that is. Um, 
Now, it was made difficult when five people decided we would want to decide who's the speaker. So they have given the Democrats a false idea that there's disunity on the Republican side. There is on who should be speaker, or there was. I mean, it was 90-10 in agreement to go with one guy. Uh, but in terms of spending less, I think you, everybody from moderates to conservatives to in between uh, wants less spending and more restraint. You can, you can hold that group together. Grover, let me ask you, you know, it feels like we play, we watch this game of chicken in Washington all the time and the sky never falls. Do regular people need to actually care about this? We should care in the sense that if you send, if you elect a congressman, you vote for congressman or senator, understand they're going to go to D.C. with one of two positions. If you elect a Republican, he says, I will solve whatever problems comes along without raising taxes. Mm. If you elect a Democrat, you'll say, I will see any problem as an opportunity to raise taxes and spending and increase, increase control over your life. Choose which way you want to go. Vote. And you don't have to micromanage these people. You have a life to lead to. Um, but in, in a world with two parties heading in a different direction, lobbying isn't important. Elections are. But you could argue that Republicans have increased this number as well as Democrats under Republican leadership. This has happened as well. And there, there are two parts to that. One is because you have these this mandated spending, these entitlements, unless you have 60 votes in the Senate, spending goes wildly up every year, whether it's Republican president, House or Senate. If you don't have 60 votes in the Senate, you couldn't even begin to think about reforming entitlement. So hmm. part of it is we're on automatic pilot to spend too much. Hmm. And you need 60 votes in the Senate, a majority in the House, including the people who are weak need because they're worried about their districts. And you got to get to it 18 and a president who's willing to, to do this. We had that and only lost by one vote uh, when Trump and the Republicans got together. Remember, McCain decided at the last moment not to block grant Medicaid and Obamacare out to the states and let 50 states decide how to spend that money and how to innovate. That would have been a huge step forward, would have saved a lot of money, would have brought the cost curve down. We lost by one vote, and that was McCain because he was just being mad at Trump. <laughs> Grover, it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. It seems to uh, me yes. as, as a as a layperson who's not an economist or, or a tax person, you have a lot of theater going on every time the debt ceiling issue comes up. You have the Democrats, and I'm I'm a Democrat, keep yelling, well, the Republicans are going to cut Medicare, they're going to cut Social Security. We can't we can't negotiate on this this debt ceiling. There are no cuts. Uh they're going to throw grandma off the cliff. What do, you, what do you say about those kinds of theatrics and that kind of politics? Well, it's particularly odd because in the last time we did this, 2011 and again in 2013, it was Obama who wanted to bring Social Security and Medicare into the deal. He wanted not a $2 trillion deal, but a $4 trillion deal. One would be a trillion dollars less in Social Security and Medicare out into the future, and a trillion dollars in higher taxes. Uh, that would have been a disaster for the Republicans because, one, <laughs> as soon as the Republicans said yes to touching Social Security and Medicare, I'll bet you a nickel that uh, Obama would have stepped back <laughs> and said, their project, uh, and to have agreed to a trillion dollars in taxes would have ended the modern Republican Party's reason for existence. Uh, you cannot raise taxes and walk away from it as a Republican. That's exactly the lesson we learned from George Herbert Walker Bush, who had a very mm -hmm. successful presidency, 
Soviet Union fell apart, kicked Iraq out of Kuwait without sticking around for 25 years. And except for one thing, he raised taxes. Republicans will not tolerate that from a Republican president. So um, the, the idea of having Social Security involved was a Democrat initiative last time around and will be again because they like to talk about it, but claim that the Republicans want to do it. Um, like that discussion about uh, gas stoves that Democrats said we're going to take them away and the Republicans said, please don't. And they said, oh, those Republicans are crazy about gas stoves. So, Grover, this is David Patterson. First of all, I think you're absolutely right about the leadership battle making some people think that there was no unity in the party. They've had leadership battles for three months in Congress before. But my question is, just from a negotiating point of view, why did you want to curb the spending over the next 10 years, which you really can't control, and uh, create a greater cut in spending in the first few years? Um, Well, because you want to do something that's not so disruptive that people don't know how to adapt to it. You can cut spending over time if you give people options, if you block grant things to the states and let the states take 50 different approaches. When Clinton, as president, block-granted traditional welfare, aid to families with dependent children, then called TANF, uh, he block-granted that to the states. The average states was able to do that, saving 30%. And that gives you a lot of flexibility. So it it was less money that was needed and people got things done, but you've, you've really got to give people options on how to do it. You've got to remove some of the, you know, you have to do it this way, this way, and this way uh, in order to get, get it done. So I, I think I'm much more comfortable as long as you can have a governing thing that, that requires it. And that was the sequester. The sequester forced restraint, including on defense spending, including on defense spending. And the reason, one of the reasons people say that, that, uh, Obama agreed to it was he was quite certain the Republicans would panic when there had to be some restraint on defense, and they didn't. Thank you so much, Grover. Really appreciate you joining Cats at Night tonight. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.